What does it look like to rebuild your faith as we're coming through COVID? That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs. Holy overeating. Holy roller coasters. It's time. It's time. It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast. Hello, heroes. This is Tom Pounder, and you are listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where ministry leaders learn some tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today we have Ben Kearns back on the podcast. Ben is a good friend of mine. He's been on the podcast numerous times, but he hasn't been on the podcast in quite some time. And the only thing I can say to that is the fact that Ben and I have been just knee-deep in doing ministry uh, in our selected areas. He's out on the West Coast in California. I'm out on the East Coast. And we've just been doing a lot of ministry during this pandemic, and we just haven't had a chance to catch up and talk. But I'm glad we had this conversation today because, you know, during the pandemic, we've talked a lot about our mental health and how people are overworked. And I've had it on my podcast before, and I'm going to have it on my podcast again because this stuff about mental illness is not going away. But one thing I haven't talked about too much is about our faith and how COVID over the past year and a half has really reshaped our faith a little bit and has actually caused people to lose their faith. So what does it look like for us to rebuild our faith? Well, that's what Ben and I are going to talk about today, and I'm really excited to have this conversation with them. So without any further ado, let's get into the conversation right now with Ben Kearns. All right, with me right now is the one and only Ben Kearns. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Ben, I haven't talked to Ben uh, in quite some time. It's been a long purple haze, if you want to say. I mean, where we have not chatted very much. Uh, but uh, Ben is a good friend of mine that we met via Orange in the Orange Conference and blogging and all that stuff. But for And he's been on the podcast a number of times. Um, so, But for anybody who hasn't heard of Ben Kearns, Ben, why don't you go share about yourself, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, I'm a, a lead pastor out here in, uh, in California, land of fruits and nuts. That's what everyone likes to call us. And, um, you know, did youth ministry forever and ever. And, you know, back in our youth ministry glory days is when we kind of got all connected. And now God's, you know, had us go to do some different things, but we still are, are serving the church. And, uh, yeah, we haven't talked in a long time, which is actually kind of some of the stuff we're going to be talking about because this season of COVID, you know, we've been trying to just gut it out, save our jobs, you know, figure yeah. out what in the world's going on and in the process of that some of the fun joy-filled things of goofing off on podcasts i realized i haven't written in my blog you know in a really long time yeah i've noticed i've noticed it's fried all the time you know yeah it, it has been a weird interesting time i mean again at the time of this recording covid's probably like a year and a half you know year and seven eight months or something like that and um, it's been it's been crazy. So how how has it been out there for you in California, uh, in your church in particular? Uh, how have you guys done with COVID? You know, we uh, we tried really hard to uh, to be generous to our context and to be warm hearted and let you know the people who are really fearful and the anti government people to try you know like idiots. We try to keep them all together, uh, <laughs> and that's been really costly. Um, I tried to be like you. We updated our online service tech and we made this huge investment to have a decent online, you know, service opportunity. 
And now we're doing both. We have an online service and we have an in-person service. And in our context, everyone is all masked all the time. Yeah. And kind of a trip doing church with people with just their beady little eyes, you know? And then, uh, and I don't know about you too. And then like with children, like families are just like over this last year and a half, you know, Zoom church didn't work for them, got out of the rhythm. Now sports are back and they are just not come back to church. And so our church was a little older and a little sadder actually. Yeah, uh, well, I will. Um, I agree with you. I mean, again, people got out of the rhythm of doing uh, in-person church and making Sunday morning a priority. And the convenience of online church, online church was very convenient. You could watch anywhere. That's what I always like to say, too, is like, watch it anywhere. Watch it in your bedroom. Watch it in the bathroom. <laughs> watch it in the hotel room, wherever you want to watch it. And I think people got out of the rhythm of going to church in person. And again, I don't know about your church, but We've suffered a, a big decline in church and, you know, we had a big uptick in online church for a while. And then as it went more and more in person, online attendance went down, but it didn't make up the in-person attendance didn't make up for the decline in overall online. So we've hit a big hit. How has your church been? Yeah, I mean, same thing. We had a little bit of an uptick on the online, you know, and now we're slowly just building back our numbers, we're definitely, we're probably 60% of what we used to be, yeah. um, you know, and then we're talking with other pastors and we talked too. you know, and then there's budgeting and staff fatigue. And, you know, you mentioned um, a bunch of staff, you know, your church had a bunch of turnover and our church um, so far hasn't. Um, but one thing that I noticed, which I think, you know, we talked a little bit about, which would be good conversation. And for people in your, you know, your listening community, I would love to know their thoughts too, but um, because we don't want to need to be super vulnerable. I'll just tell a story of someone on our staff um, who um, is just crashing and burning. She's one of, she's a leader in our youth ministry. And, you know, because of her innovation and her care for kids, and she's a high achiever, you know, every, every sort of chaotic thing that was thrown at her at our student ministry over COVID, you know, they just absorbed, oh, online, boom, here's Zoom. Oh, here's a fun YouTube channel way to, to make, to interact. Oh, we're going to go and bring meals to kids and show up in their front yards. Oh, I mean, every sort of innovation back in person, not in person, backyards, just innovated all the way through. And uh, truthfully, our youth ministry is our strongest ministry at our church. It's the one ministry that has life and is growing. Um, but what's crazy is now that it's been a year and a half, um, realize that this person is just struggling. And not, not struggling professionally, but struggling internally and realizing she's made some agreements in her walk with God. Her faith is kind of on the ropes. Her, she's on the verge of burnout. And, but yet she's performing really well. And, you know, you're, you're, you're not only just the most handsome online guy out there. <laughs> you also, you know, you, you, you're a resident, you're a workaholic too. And I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, maybe for us and for your listening audience, the people who are still in the church, you know, we are, we gut it out because we're hard workers, we're entrepreneurial. We, you know, we have this high sense of call. And, and I know some of our other friends have pulled the trigger because it just became too much and it became too inauthentic and they got out. And I know for me and for this woman, and maybe even for you, you know, you know, there's some agreements we had to maybe kind of push kind of the, the more touchy feely parts of our faith and more authentic parts of our call kind of had to just be put on the side while we just did the, just gut this season out. Um, and so I'm just curious for you, you know, if there's a moment of pause, how do you reincorporate 
you know, that kind of softer, squishier part of your, your walk with God and your sense of call, bring that person back to this kind of overworking achievement, entrepreneurial burnout version of our faith. How's that? Yeah, yeah I, th I think what you're hitting on is really important because there's two things that I, I'm hearing and two things I feel like, I've, you know, been dealing with. One is, you know, I've incorporated a lot of unhealthy habits, uh, extremely unhealthy habits. Um, you know, while our church was online before, what, what are some of those habits? Give it, give it to us, Tom. Because I work all the time. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning um, and I work um, and I watch TV and that kind of stuff, but I'll, I'll work. I'll have the computer in front of me. Uh, I'll be working. I'll, I'll go in the office or work from my home office, with, which is where I'm at right now. And, I, and I'll keep on working and then I'll have lunch and for a few minutes and then work. And then I'll have dinner for a few minutes and then work again. Like I'm working until I go to bed. Like I was, I was working until like eight, nine o'clock at night, sometimes even 10 o'clock, shut my computer, go to sleep, wake back up five o'clock and work. I mean, it was just nonstop because there was so much to do. And, and that's why I'm curious about you real quick is for us, we were already online. Um, our student ministry was not very much online. We had some social media presence, but not online like what we went into. Um, and so we were, I felt like we were ahead of the game and we were still working like nonstop. And again, we lost probably six or seven staff members um, over the course of the year and a half that we've been doing this. Where were you guys at online before? Were, did you, were you streaming your services before or no? No, we were at zero. You know, we, 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 we were, um, we were believing some of the, the, the writing and study out there that basically said online church was for numbskulls, you know, that <laughs> um, all you're doing is teaching people to not be a part of your church because you're never going to get to compete with all the big wigs out there. And yeah. so we thought about doing it like five or six years ago and looked at the cost and looked at the size of our church and we're like, just, we can't pull it off. So we had zero online. We, we, we posted our sermon like a week later, you know, okay. be like the best we could do. But we went from that uh, to a year and a half of innovation and spending a ton of money and hiring a couple staff to, you know, we got a whole like production room team. That's cool. Uh, you know, for the tiny size of our church, we, you know, I think we, it looks like our church is probably like a couple thousand people. Like as long as you don't zoom out and look in the room and just yeah. the quality and what, what our team was able to pull off. Um, but that was really costly on a ton of levels for, for everybody to figure that out. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this a little bit more because I think you, what you hit on were two really important things, but they're separate. One is the, we became all workaholics um, and to some degree, we worked way more than, you know, what, who made it. Yeah. We were still working. That's right. Okay. For the ones who made it. Um, and, um, and then I think there's a faith element that you hit on and about calling and about our own personal faith and everything like that, that I think would be good to talk to talk about a little bit more. So how did you encourage this staff person in regards to her calling and, and her, her relationship with the Lord? Well, cause I'm a, a broken Gen Xer man. Yeah. You know, I did not handle it well at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think over, you know, so I made her cry and we <laughs> great, great Ben. I know, but over a couple weeks, you know, we're figuring it out. But you know, the bottom line is as a supervisor, had to come to terms with this is a super gifted person 
And if I'm not careful, they're gonna pull the plug in the ejection handle on being a pastor, being someone, a, a contributor to the church. And so am I willing to let, have a subpar job performance for them to have some personal health? And, and I just have come to this conclusion that, gosh, I, I think that has to be okay because having excellent, performing excellently causes burnout it wrecks people. The people who are leaving the church who are, were professionals aren't leaving in our super warm hearted towards God, just finding something different. They're pissed and bitter and it's going to ripple down to their families. And so, so it's been a good check to go, you know, I might actually need to dial back my workaholism, and my perfectionism and my expectation of that on my staff and go, okay, maybe this next year is just about, can we recover? And yeah. if there, if, have less trauma happening in our staff. And so to really give our staff some space, some time, we, we ended up carving out some money for counseling and spiritual direction. Uh, we made everyone do an hour's audit to make sure they're carving some time uh, out in their life, that there's putting some boundaries back on some of their stuff. Um, but to get back to the ooey gooey squishy call, that kind of pietistic warm hearted devotion to Christ, like the stuff that we in our 20s were like, that's what I'm doing, you know, to refine that person. Uh, it's hard and it's going to take some work. And I know for me, I'm terrified because if I lose that part of my call, well, then what am I doing? Then it's yeah. so that that so that gives me some yeah, some pause. Well, yeah, I, I think that's really important because I, I love how you said that because in, early on in my 20s, all I wanted to do was student ministry. And that's all I want. Student ministry is life. Like, you know, the 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 soccer player in, um, in Ted Lasso, he goes, football is life. You know, I was like, student ministry is life. That's all I want to do. And the, I was just so much into that. But over the past year and a half, I've just been beaten down by just, again, a lot of it's been me, my own pr- perfectionism, my own professionalism. And, you know, what we have as a Gen Xer, we just, we desire to do good and perform well. Um, and so, but when I talked with my, my leader, my senior pastor about it, he asked me, okay, Tom, is this a question of calling or are you just tired right now? And that was a really good question because I associated me being tired with not having a call there anymore. And as I processed and I thought and I prayed about it, I still realize I'm still called to be at my church. The, the calling is still there, but I think it gets so muddied because we have been, you know, unhealthy in a lot of different ways in our effort to proclaim Jesus. So in your like, you know, year and a half of workaholism, wake up at five, go to bed at nine, crank it all out, get it done, serve the church, be the man. You know, if you think of like in John 15, right? When it's like, you know, we want to be connected to the vine. We connect to the vine. We're going to bear fruit apart from the vine. We can bear nothing. You know, we can do nothing, you know, but now you're kind of, if you look in reverse, you know, where in those like 16 hour days, you know, are you or were you carving out space to make sure you're connected to the vine? And I know for, and I know at least for me, there were seasons in there where I wasn't and I was actually withering and I wasn't bearing fruit. My, you know, my part of the being connected to the vine was this wilted and wilting branch with no fruit on it. And so I got a little kind of danger zone, like, oh, I have to like carve out some time. But the bummer is it's like atrophy. It's like, it's like if you like 
you know, you break your leg and then you don't move it for six months. It doesn't, it's not strong like you remember it. It's, you have to start way back. And, and so for me, just eat some humble pie and go, I got to like start backwards and rebuild this kind of spiritual intimacy with God and rebuild my disciplines because they were atrophied. I mean, that's kind of how I navigate a little bit, but you know, for your hours and your days, how do you navigate it? Well, that that's a great question and a great point there because I stopped. I mean, a lot of that that connected to the vine really stopped because what I was doing is, and again, you've probably done this before in your past, or or I'm just a terrible person, but uh, but other people I think have done this too. It's like you know, like we started doing all these online Bible studies, and I'm so before COVID. My mornings were like, okay, I'm waking up at 5, 5.30, um, and I'm praying, and I'm doing a Bible study. Tom Pounder's Bible study. Tom Pounder praying. Yeah, um, and then... Tom Pounder Bible study. <laughs> yes. the, but the... Um, but what it ended up happening is I started doing all these online Bible studies and I was doing all these Bible studies just because I'm the online campus pastor. I need to contribute to these Bible studies. So I'm doing the Bible studies, not for Tom Pounder's spiritual development, but to do, to speak into these, you know, chat groups and all this kind of stuff. And honestly, I stopped praying. I, I stopped praying like I used to. Now I have incorporated prayer into different aspects of my day, my day-to-day life, but it wasn't to start off my day praying for my family, praying for my uh, work stuff, praying for specific things for me. It was more of, you know, what am I doing for other people? And that's where I, it, that's where it's really dangerous. Yeah. So I agree. And, and, and that goes all the way back to, you know, to my conversation with the staff person, which was, dude, you are so gifted. You are, I mean, she's seriously one of the most gifted people I've ever been a part of. And to watch her, you know, begin to un, untether her performance at a church from her own inner faith and development, I'm like, oh my gosh, well, if you end up getting too comfortable there, you know, you're going to, at some point, you're going to wake up, realize you're not even a Christian anymore, working for the church, and you're going to fully deconstruct and implode. Or if you get totally unhealthy in your walk with God, right, then that's going to rear its head and then fully impact your professional development. And so I feel like caught it early enough to go, gosh, those two things need to become retethered. And even if it means, you know, not as good job performance in the short run, you know, the long run going, I want this person to serve the church for 40 more years, um, which means maybe this year is going to be one of the least productive years. I mean, I even, but I even think a least productive year, but our, our, her and the rest of our team moving towards health will help our church be stronger in the long run. But it's like, it's like doing that same thing personally of going, gosh, we haven't been connected to the vine. And even as an organization, maybe we haven't been connected to the vine. And some of our ooey gooey spirituality is, is, you know, atrophied a little bit. And so this is the season to, to gut it out and to, to go back to the things that worked and to regird up spiritually so we're prepared for whatever this next season is going to be. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, too, where... Um... I will say one of the things I stopped doing as well was I stopped taking a Sabbath, like a full Sabbath. I would take a, like Saturdays, I would like take a little bit of time off and all that kind of stuff. But the reality was I wasn't taking a full Sabbath. And I remember when I was early on in youth ministry, again, the whole ooey gooey stuff that you're talking about. I remember that when I was working with that that, that thing, you know, the thing, (laughs) thing. I remember when I, um, when, 
uh, I was working with Young Life at a period of time, and um, they talked about going and doing a day away with the Lord. And I like I dug that. I was like, this is awesome. I would. I'm not a hiker or anything like that. You're probably a hiker, and you you know you surfboard and all that kind of surf and stuff. But like, I'm not much of a hiker. But I would go out into the parks and just sit there with my Bible and my notebook, and I would just jot down stuff and I would pray. And I would spend a few hours down there and I've really gotten away from that as well. And, and so again, when I'm having this conversation with my senior pastor, you know, he's now holding me accountable, like pretty hard about taking that time and taking that Sabbath off because I'm completely unhealthy on that way. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm super curious, you know, as you, whoever listens to your podcast and the blogging and your online world, you know, I, I, I just think that's, you know, I, you're such a good, you do such a good job of providing so many tools and resources and you're such an expert in the online space and you're super encouraging on Twitter. You know, you're always the top of my Twitter feed every day. Well, because I post like nonstop, but I mean. (laughs) love it. But what I'm saying is I I think, you know, your, 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 your space is, you know, you're a servant to, to people and you always provide such really helpful resources and tools. And so I hope this conversation isn't too off brand, but you know, that, but I think it is a helpful thing that we we cannot fall away from our first love. And there's no like, there's no tricks to it. There's no like, this is the new resource that's going to make that happen. It's all the stuff we did, you know, when we first did it. And, you know, for those few of us who are still left serving the church is going to keep getting fewer and fewer, you know, gosh, it's even more and more important for us to make sure that the, the core foundation of what and why we're doing this is, is worked out or working out. Yeah. And I think this is why, I mean, again, I've talked in different on the blog and, you know, podcasts about, you know, staying healthy and all that kind of stuff, like mentally and physically, but spiritually healthy. I haven't talked very much at all. So this is why I really love this because again, it starts with a conversation and uh, you had a conversation with your, um, your staffer. I had a conversation with mine. So if you're feeling this way and you're listening to the podcast right now, and you're feeling this way you know, I really feel like it starts with having an honest conversation about where you're at, because again, it's been such a blurry thing lately. And we, we confuse our call. God probably has something great for you. And again, it means sticking it out, but it also means reclaiming your faith, reclaiming your passion. I love you talking about not forgetting your first love. We got into ministry because of our love for Jesus and our love for uh, people to hear about him. And again, we've been beaten down with work and work and work. We've got to start reclaiming our faith in a, in a big way. Dude, look at you, super pastor. And <laughs> just stop. Your own community. And, and Tom is a much better pastor than me. So like, if that's a conversation you need to have, like he's the man to like have it with. So no, no, it's not. It's, uh, totally not. All right, Ben, this has been great. What, what other final tip would you share as we're kind of wrapping up? I, I love this. And again, it's a starting point for people to have, uh, because again, we're in this midst of a great resignation, you know, I mean, a lot of people are resigning. Right. And so, and it's not just ministers, it's all over people, but, but what can ministers do to kind of reclaim their faith form? Yeah. You know, I just think, you know, I, I, we already mentioned this, but I just think at the end of the day, it comes back to that picture in John 15, being connected to the vine apart from him, we could do nothing. And so, you know, at least for me, a big chunk of my energy has to be not just producing, but to making sure I'm connected. And we're all different. So we all have different disciplines and different 
tools and things that we did when we were first in love that worked for us. So I don't have those, I don't know how to do that for you personally, but I do know if our posture and if our thinking is, if we're going to bear fruit, it begins by being connected to Christ. Um, gosh, that's the thing that I've been really wrestling, wrestling with. I'm trying to get our staff to wrestle with. Um, and yeah, I think is for those of us who haven't resigned or to keep serving the church, we got to make sure we're connected to the vine. I do feel bad though, because this isn't the normal, like, um, helpful, like tips, uh, podcast, but I think in the comments, I, for the record, I did want to talk about anti-vaxxers or critical race theory or using TikTok to date. You know, those were the things that I wanted to get to. So if people want that, bring me back and we'll go all the way. I, you always got to throw something in there towards the end of the conversation that, you know, yeah, you always got to throw something in there. And this is a great conversation. Make it all the way to the end, you know, it's just a nugget for them. Gosh, gosh. Oh, I appreciate it. Ben, I appreciate your friendship. Um, I appreciate that you love 90210 just as much as I do. You're a fellow Gen Xer. We have the same birthday month. I mean, it's just, you know, kind of a nice thing, you know. And things. And so maybe for us and like everyone else, we can't let COVID crush our natural rhythms of friendship and encouragement. So there you go. Hey, uh, Ben, how can people get in touch with you if they want to say, hey, dude, this guy's the lead pastor. I got to talk to him a little bit more. Oh, boy. Uh, that's, I don't even know. Uh, my, the ben, real Ben Kearns, that's me on Twitter. Yeah, follow and, you on Twitter. <laughs> yes, follow you on like, Twitter. But I end up liking conspiracy theories. So that's probably not the best like sense of who I am. I don't know, <laughs> benandburncovenant.org. You send me an email and we'll connect, but Tom's a better pastor. So make sure you- <laughs> Gosh, that's awesome. Okay, fantastic. Ben, well, as always, it's great to have it. I'll have all his links in the show notes. So- you can kind of follow up with Ben. So Ben, thanks so much, Ben. Adios. All right. So there you have it. My conversation with Ben, he always, always throws something in at the end that we'll talk about something that just will throw me for a loop. And here he goes. He throws me for a loop at the very end as well, but I love it. I keep it in my podcast um, and I, I, I love it, but I would love to hear your thoughts. What stood out to you from uh, this uh, interview today? Uh, how are you thinking about your faith and how are you thinking about your calling right now? Uh, do you, does it need to be rebuilt in some way? And what are you doing to rebuild your faith so that you're calling? You're not questioning your calling, but you're just really rebuilding your faith. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So definitely hit me up on Twitter at TA Pounder or you can email me at Tom at YMSidekick.com. I would love to have this conversation carry on. So feel free again, hit me up on Twitter or on email. I would love to keep this conversation going. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much again for joining me. As always, you can go to iTunes or Spotify or actually any place that you get your podcast at uh, to uh, follow along and get these episodes to you. Or you can go to ymsidekick.com. There I've got my blog, the podcast, some vlogs, some ebooks, and information about the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group, the free Facebook group that you can go to and learn some digital tools and trends that are happening around the world and that apply into our ministry context. There you can get all that there at ymsidekick.com. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. Until next time, have a great one.